What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you recording from the lovely confines of my downtown Cleveland apartment where the Bengals, I'm less than a mile away from where the Bengals are set to play the Browns in 48 hours. I'm James Rapine. It's great to be with you. If you're new to the podcast, this is the only daily Bengals podcast out there on Twitter at James Rapine and at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. We're going to get to a voicemail later in the show today that I thought was really interesting. We'll get the Joey's voicemail coming up. You're going to hear from Joe Mixon in about 30 seconds, and I will give you a prediction for Sunday's game. Man, if only, if only Tyler Boyd were playing. But let's uh, let's start with leadership, because this Bengals team really hasn't had a leader since Andrew Whitworth signed with the Rams after the 2016 season. Andrew Whitworth left And there has been no real guy who could come in and be the vocal leader. Last year, it was A.J. McCarron when people like me were criticizing Andy Dalton and saying, well, maybe A.J. McCarron should get an opportunity after the Bengals 0-3 start. You know what A.J. did? He came out, spoke out, and said, yeah, no, Andy's the guy. He's the leader of this team. And since then, there really hasn't been that. A.J. Green's not really vocal. Uh, He leads more by example. Geno Atkins doesn't talk to the media at all. Andy Dalton just isn't that guy. You've heard him pregame and all that stuff. He's just not that guy. He's not a vocal leader. Come on, guys. Let's go out there and win. You know, he's a really good good dude and a, a pretty good quarterback, but he's not that. You know who I think can be that? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon talked to the media yesterday, and to me, this quite interesting. Obviously, the past couple of weeks, he's gotten the carries that you, me, and, and the rest of Bengals fans expected him to get when he was drafted out of Oklahoma, and it's, it's quite interesting to see the evolution because now he's getting more comfortable. He's not afraid to talk to the media And he's sounding more and more like a leader. Here's Joe Mixon when asked about the surging Browns who are red hot. I'm in Cleveland and all they do uh, right now in Cleveland, they're excited and they should be. Baker Mayfield, et cetera. Here's Joe Mixon on the surging Cleveland Browns. I mean, honestly, like I don't really care, you know, what the hell they got going on. Like, I mean, if they high on them, uh, that's cute. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, for me, I'm worried about us. I don't care about what they got going on. Um, you know, for me, I just got to go out there and, you know, I got to have my team ready. He's got to have his team ready. And that's what Joe Mixon told the media on Wednesday at Paul Brown Stadium. He's got to have his team ready. Think about that. Think about that. Joe Mixon wouldn't have said that a month ago. I promise. Two months ago. Three months ago. Not like that. Not with that edge, that fire. And there's a a mixture of things here. One, he might see, and Joe Mixon knows he's talented. Uh, The moment I met Joe, from the moment I met him, I was like, oh, this kid's a star. He's a star because every talent talent evaluator I've seen had had him during the draft as one of the highest rated and most talented running backs. Obviously, he had the -the off-the-field issue at Oklahoma, but barring anything like that, he's going to be a star. And people make fun of the it factor, but that's what Joe has. Like Joe is the guy that you would, 
like has, has been a star his whole life. That's just how he feels. It's it. And I came on here and I came on my show in Cincinnati when I had it. And I said, look, this is the first star, superstar the Bengals have had since Chad Johnson. Because you need some personality to be a superstar. You can't just be a, a high-end, pro-bowl, all-pro football player. You need personality. A.J. Green, not a superstar. He's a star. And he's a superstar talent. And he's as good as any wide receiver there is on the planet in my eyes. But Joe Mixon probably sees what his former teammate at Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield is doing and says, well, damn, I'm just as good as him at the running back position. He's getting all this love and he's speaking out and he's not afraid to speak his mind. I'm going to speak mine. And yeah, there's been times when Joe last year after the Pittsburgh game, the first game, he came out. He's like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I should have got the ball more in the second half. And so he's been a, he hasn't been afraid to speak his mind, but that's more of a leadership quote that he just said. I have to get my team ready. I have to. And to me, that is a huge, huge thing. And going into this offseason of uncertainty with what Marvin Lewis is going to do, if this team's going to have a new head coach, who's going to be, you know, what they're going to do in the draft. Are they going to keep... Andy is the starter. Are they going to draft a quarterback early? And I would say that they're probably going to keep Andy as a starter regardless. But you need Mixon to evolve and grow into year three and be that guy. And yes, he leads the AFC in rushing yards. But next year could be his, not his, I don't want to say breakout because again, he's been really good this year, but maybe he can be a leader and the numbers could be there. And, and to me, that is a good sign if you're the Bengals. To me, if, if on Sunday the Cleveland Browns, who all week have been preparing for a Tyler Boydless team, are unable to stop the run with Joe Mixon, and he's really productive at First Energy Stadium, you could look at that and say, okay, then this guy is, is not only legit like we thought, but this team gets it. They're going to have to lean on Joe Mixon moving forward. In 2019, Joe Mixon might be your best offensive weapon. He's younger than A.J. Green. He hasn't had the injury history that A.J. Green has had over the past couple of seasons. And he's just that dude. He's that dude. And so I heard that quote yesterday, and I'm like, you know, it may seem like nothing, but to me it's something. To me, what Joe Mixon said there speaks volumes for the future. If this offseason goes the way it should go for you, a Bengals fan. Joe Mixon's as advertised. He's legit. And the Bengals are finally, for the most part, figuring out a way to use him. Now, like Joe Goodberry mentioned yesterday during our weekly Bengals film review, they have yet to get the ball to him consistently in the passing game. That's something they'll have to work on. I think this offseason, especially if there's coaching changes, that will happen. And then Joe Mixon next year is going to be unleashed. And an unleashed Joe Mixon, who's also a leader, I like the sound of that. It makes a lot of sense. That's why he was drafted. It seems like that's what he's doing. He's getting comfortable in his own skin at the NFL level. He's getting confident. And uh, speaking of confidence, obviously, John Ross, you want to get him more confidence. He was back on the practice field today, was limited yesterday in practice with a knee injury uh, or with a knee issue, not injury. I don't want to say that. Um, I expect him to play Sunday. I do. And if you can get him confidence going into the game if you can get, or going into next year in the, these final two games you can have the leader in Joe Mixon coming back 
then there's something you can build on. Absolutely, there's something you can build on. With all these injuries that they've had, yes. But to me, getting those two guys going, mixing, obviously you've gotten them going over the past two weeks, keeping that going and improving that over the next two weeks, and then also getting Ross in the mix more so than he's been, even though he has six touchdown receptions on the year. Super, super vital. And I got a good voicemail about that very topic, and I will play that for you next. I will react to it next. My prediction for Sunday's game ahead as well. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast, and I got to tell you about the official brewery of Locked on Bengals. It's Wiedemann's Brewery in downtown St. Bernard. It is right by my old homestead in Cincinnati, and it is amazing. If you haven't been there, you have to try it out. It's 10 minutes from downtown. They have live music tonight. They have live music tomorrow night. They're open all weekend long, so if you want to watch the Bengals game there, do it. And enjoy one of their awesome beers. I I can't wait to try this. I haven't tried it yet. They just tapped it last week. They tapped a German chocolate cake imperial milk stout. It's a creamy concoction of deep roasted barley malts, silky smooth chocolate, and tangy coconut puree. It's packed with flavor and 11% alcohol by volume. So go there, try one before they're gone. And if you're looking for something a little lighter, my go-to, it's the Belgian Blonde Ale. You can't go wrong with that. So check that out as well. And they have a revamped and brand new food menu with all sorts of different things, awesome pizzas, a great, great Geta melt, which if you haven't had Geta, and if you're not from Cincinnati, you probably don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, but if you're in Cincinnati, check out the Geta melt. It is amazing. Again, Wiedemann's Brewery, it's the official brewery of the Locked on Bengals podcast. They're closed Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They're having a New Year's Eve party as well. So you could check that out. Details at WiedemannsFineBeer.com. I hope to see you there. It's a great place to watch the game. If you're looking for somewhere to watch it, they have parking nearby right there. Free parking, by the way. Some of these breweries, you know, you have to pay for it, find a meter, you have to walk a half a mile. No, no, no. You're not going to have to do that at all. They have a parking lot in the back. They have another parking lot across the street. It is right there, free for you. Check it out. 10 minutes from downtown for more Go to WiedemannsFineBeer.com. You are going to like this, Bengals fans. Catherine Terrell of ESPN.com posting a quote just seconds ago as I record this from Dre Kirkpatrick on Marvin Lewis and his future with the Bengals. Dre says, quote, Marvin ain't going anywhere. How? We're down. We're hurt. It's not his fault. As players, we've got to take full responsibility for it and quit letting it run off to coaches. It's not about, uh, I'm not about to put nothing on that man. I feel like he's coaching his heart out. He's trying to do everything he can to get wins around here. And as players, that's what we've got to do. We've got to execute for him. And that is my point. That's what I've said. That's what I've been adamant about. I'm telling you, I think that that is going to be the most likely scenario. The Bengals are going to win one of these next two games. I think that. Um, I, I just do. I just it, It's something Marvin's going to do. You see how Dre's digging in there? That's it. So whether it's next week against Pittsburgh, I, f- I feel like it's unlikely. Maybe it's this week against Cleveland. I'm not sure because I can't go out there and pick either one on the road. Both teams are much better than the Bengals and the rosters, and they're surging and they're playing better. But I think the Bengals get one of the next two, finish 7-9, and nine, and with all of the injuries, I think Marvin Lewis returning is probable. You know, most likely. 
And so if the players are still fighting, Mike Brown's going to look at that. I promise you that that to me is a uh, uh, of 60, 40, 60% Marvin's back. I'd say 30% that it's Hugh Jackson, 10% that it's other. But again, that's a it's one out of 10. That's not great. But yeah, I just wanted to update you with that quote. I got it literally as I finished that Wiedemann's read there. And uh, I was like, oh, that's something to mention. Anyways, it's Bengals Browns this Sunday. And I've talked about how losing it, it is beneficial for a variety of reasons, including the idea that Marvin Lewis moves on and is no longer the head coach of this football team. And it would also benefit the draft position, draft stock of the Bengals. I've also said that it would be good for John Ross to get involved and get some confidence going into next year. And I got a a really good voicemail about this. This is about a minute and a half long, and uh, I really appreciate insightful voicemails like this. Um, Let's get to it here. Here's the voicemail. Hey, James. It's Joey uh, Alton Hoffman. I'm calling from Kansas, longtime Bengals fan, and I listen to your podcast every day. I, I was listening to you say something yesterday, and and while I agree with you a little bit, I also understand what what old Marvin's trying to do, regardless of whether I think he should be back next year, which I don't. Um, I still like the guy. I still think he's a good coach. and I, I still think he should head with your GM somewhere. Uh, but I think with Dover and Cincinnati. But the players always, always make it hard for old Mike. But here's, here's my thing. You're talking about how we want to hire a draft pick, and we do, I do, and how these kind of garbage tail wins at the end of the year um, are, are, are not notable and you can't really get anything out of them. But the thing you're talking about with John Ross actually contradicts that a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Here's the deal. Tyler Boyd's catch against Baltimore last year was a game-winning touchdown, plus as it gets. It got tons of national headlines, and it, it bolstered Tyler Boyd into the, what he probably was this year. They kind of got to win and have success, and he's got to be that keystone to that to get what Boyd got out of that play. So I do hope that they go into Cleveland and Ross catches a, catches a slant across the middle and breaks five guys' ankles and and there's no time left on the clock, or, 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 or even better, against Pittsburgh. I mean, good grief. Do you, can you think of what a win against Pittsburgh on a clutch catch from Ross would do for them going into next year and, and possibly even hurting Pittsburgh's playoff positioning? I mean, they're going to go to the playoffs. I get that. Well, I guess that's up in the air, but just, just chew on that. Anyway, thanks, James. And uh, good luck in the land. First off, Joey, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, I appreciate you wishing me luck here in the land. So far, so good. That being said, this, uh, I get what you're saying. Look, I get what you're saying. The fact that winning could bolster confidence too. And, And while I agree with you, I think that John Ross, like for example, you mentioned Tyler Boyd. It Let's say the Ravens had answered that touchdown last year and ended up winning. Why would that change what Tyler Boyd or how he felt about his performance, about that play? 
You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, let's say you're a young basketball player and it's the final game of the year and you go for 42 points, including you hit the, the get, go ahead three point shot with two seconds to go. But the other team goes down and makes a layup and it's not your fault to win the game at the buzzer. To me, that's not going to affect your confidence. So what I want and what I think is ideal, especially with given the Marvin Lewis, given Marvin Lewis's future, is good performances the next two weeks out of these Bengals teams. Good performances could mean losing to both teams. On the road at Cleveland, a team that is rolling right now, a team that is just it's soaking everything in. The city's behind them. It's expected to be a sellout at First Energy Stadium on Sunday. And so there's one. Two, Pittsburgh, yeah, they're going to be playing for something. So you could play well against Pittsburgh a lot like you played well against San San Diego, against the Chargers in Los Angeles a couple of weeks back and still lose. So I think you can do both. But I do see your point. I I do think, yeah, if if Ross is able to have 10 receptions, including the game-winning touchdown against the Browns, is that going to do wonders for his confidence? Or against the Steelers, is that going to do wonders for his confidence? Absolutely. So I do see your point there. I think you can do both. The odds of doing both are slimmer. It's me getting picky. But honestly, I love the idea. And it's not like I've broken down the film or talking to a bunch of and dove into the draft. But the idea of getting Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State and beefing up the line on offense and getting some linebackers in the draft and in free agency with a new head coach and a new offense even if Andy Dalton is the starter next year, that to me is my ideal offseason for this team. Um, and if you can get Ross some confidence going into next year and you can do all of that, that would be like an A-plus offseason for me. I don't think it's likely. That's just, if I was writing and I wrote an offseason plan last year, if I was writing an offseason plan this year, that's what it would be. That's what it would entail. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at. But I totally get where you're coming from. Absolutely do. And a win, especially now that they beat the Raiders, um, a win Sunday, and this is the crazy part, they could jump the Browns for the draft position. So right now the Bengals are 13th, I believe. Browns are 16th. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to drop all the way back to 16th or if somehow you win the next two, which I don't think the Bengals will do. You drop to 18th, 19th. Oh, that's tough. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Up next, we'll dive into Sunday's game. I'll give you an official prediction for Bengals and Browns as they play this Sunday at First Energy Stadium. But first, a word from Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. You get heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. It's engineered safely and efficiently to to deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. And it can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees. They're powered by 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours. And here's the great thing. Let's say you're walking somewhere. You can charge your devices with that battery power. It's perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. And it provides toasty warmth comfort for your whole body. They have heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, undergarments like base layer shirts and long johns. And it's available in men's and women's New models just released for the winter season. Best part of all, you're going to get 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. Again, actionheat.com slash locked on or use 
the promo code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Again, actionheat.com slash locked on. Welcome back into the Locked On Bengals podcast. Let's get to Sunday. And to me, I think the Bengals have a shot in this game. This Bengals defense has stepped up. This Bengals defense is playing better. You heard Dre Kirkpatrick. You heard me read what Dre Kirkpatrick said to the media. I think that that's very well. I think that that's a interesting point. Um, and it, it proves that this team has yet to give up on Marvin Lewis. It proves that they're still fighting, which we've seen over the past few weeks. The Bengals are going to fight their tails off on Sunday. And if Tyler Boyd was in the game, I was going to pick them. I, I, I promise. I was going to pick the Bengals. I would have said 20-17, to 24-21, Bengals by three with Tyler Boyd. Because I just, I think he's on third and seven or fourth and seven with the game on the line. They're going to have to fall on someone. They're going to have to go to someone. And that usually is Tyler Boyd. And I don't know if they have that now. I don't. I'm curious to see what happens, how it, how it works without him. I do think they need to feature John Ross. I can't pick them to win. So I'll take the Browns 20-17. to 17. Bengals continue to fight, and they're right there at the end. Maybe the Browns kick the game-winning field goal at the end. And I'm there's no one in Cleveland that thinks it's going to be this close. I've seen 38-17. I've seen 38-20. Um, you know, and that's fine. I get why they feel that way. And it could very well be that. And I don't think that the Browns are going to overlook the Bengals. I just think that the Bengals, they're going to go all in for their career. They know now that their job could potentially be on the line. Plus, Marvin Lewis still has these guys buying in. They do. They're resilient. I do. I think they're going to have a a pretty good day on Sunday, but it won't be enough. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Sunday is weird for me post game because I have calves right after Bengals so I will have a locked on Bengals post game edition of the podcast for you and then we will be off Monday and Tuesday and then back at it Wednesday Monday Tuesday obviously Christmas Eve and Christmas Day so we won't have one then I will get one out to you on Sunday following the game make sure you subscribe on iTunes Google Play Spotify Stitcher in this real quick locked on Bengals isn't going anywhere And I promise you it will be in good hands. That much I can assure you. Uh, I can't uh, get into what the future holds yet, uh, but I promise even though I'm in Cleveland, Locked on Bengals will continue being really good hands and you will be excited for what's next for this podcast. You can follow on Twitter at James Rapine and at Locked on Bengals and subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. The hotline is 513-666-0328. I would love your postgame reaction to Sunday's game. So you could call in right after the game, 513-666-0328. Drop me your voicemail. And I would love to do that. I love voicemails. And I love reacting to them. And Joey's was really good. And not because he said nice things, but because he had good points. I love that. I love the interaction. That's the radio side. That's the podcast side that you don't really get. I want to bring that in there and interact with you guys as much as possible. So Thank you so much for listening. Back at it Sunday night. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.